Sign up for the newsletter so you never miss an update. Download our app in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Welcome to the podcast. Alpha Insurance understands that making Georgia better means going the extra mile to protect the communities where you live and work. Whether it's a day trip to a favorite coastal beach, traveling to a football game, or visiting a friend across town. Rest easy knowing Alpha is there should you need us. We even have discounts for active military. Our auto rates are as sweet as a Georgia peach. And that's saying something. Get a quote or find a local agent at alphainsurance.com. Saving money on insurance has never been easier. This is Conversate with us with Chris Donovan and Evelyn Rivas. We're back for our monthly podcast. <laughs> I'm Evelyn Rivas and I'm Chris Donovan. I just have a cold. I sound really you bad. You do. Everybody out here catching COVID. Co- COVID? <laughs> is this a new variant? COVID? That's exactly like the Omarion. The Mar- That's what they're calling. What? The Omicron? The, um, <laughs> I swear to God, the first time... get the it, it was trending. I The first time I saw the Oma, Omicron, um, Omicron, I looked at it and I was like, that looks like it says Omarion, because I just glanced at it, and really? I kind of thought it was funny, and yeah, and for some people might already know this, because it's kind of old news, but yeah, it started trending, and it, it wasn't me that caught the trend, but it made you me feel good that I wasn't alone, that there were a lot of people out there that were like... Oh, this Omarion's catching everybody out here in these streets. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing for Omarion. Oh, I, you know, we got him trending again. It did, because like, it's been a while. Like it supposed to be. <laughs> well, welcome back. Do me a favor. Go to thisisfunner.com and check out all the other stuff that we do with our family that we force them to do. Oh, against their will, for sure. And what usually ends up keeping us from doing this podcast that was supposed to be weekly. Exactly. And has turned monthly for the last two months. We've had a lot happen over the last few weeks. We say that every time. But we want to talk food first. <laughs> yes, we do. And we were lucky enough to go to a Christmas party at California Adventure, and we you hadn't been there yet. I had not. To, you got to eat some Pim. Well, I have been to California Adventure. Well, but you hadn't been to Adventure's been... campus. Yes. Yeah. You guys got to go over the summer. I didn't get a chance to go with you when you guys went yes. uh, with your sister. But I had a great time. It was, yeah, it was super fun. Yummy food, man. Okay, yeah. so we'll talk about the food, then we'll talk about Disney after. But um, the test kitchen, you were, like, so frustrated with me. I need to bring that up right away. Why? Because you're like... We need to just order it online and did it, order it on the app, blah, 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 blah. And then we, and I'm like, I've go. never been inside this building. Why are you getting on my case? First and foremost, you need to back off. Okay. And then I went inside. I looked at the menu. I wanted to see the food with my eyeballs. 
and all of the things that happen in Pim's Test Kitchen, including the pretzels that go through the big machine that make them shrink or make them get bigger. That was really cool. Had I done what you said to do, I would not have gone in that building. Yes, you would have, because that's where we picked up the food. So yeah, but I wouldn't have gotten to see it right away. I want. I was trying to immerse yeah, myself. But when we got the there, experience. there was a long line of people trying to order food. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah, it was a little, a little bit of a line. But what my point was is, I was like, I really want to go see this. You can order your freaking food. I don't give a damn. I'm going inside there. I've never I know, been inside I there. I thought you were going to wait in line. Well, I did get in line because I just wanted to see the people walking out with their food. So then I knew what to order. And then you got on your phone. And, and then ordered. I got on my see, phone and ordered. See, that's what I was getting at. We I were know, talking the same were, language. Yeah, but we, I was hungry. It's, it's so rare. I wanted a that lion we talk piece the of same chicken. language. <laughs> a lion piece of chicken. A giant piece yes. of chicken. You don't even talk a right language. Correct language. I got the COVID. You got the COVID. The, the Omarion got you. The Omarion. No, really, he does not have COVID. He's just a, no. has a cold. Um, a, but, col- a cold bid. But we had that and a lot of the pim beer. Yeah, no. Okay, so the pim beer was super cool, how they served that. Yes. But anyway, I ended up having that, Um, what was it called? You had the pimini. Which was so good. It's like it's like pizza bread, panini. Yeah, it's flat. like a panini. They, they serve it uh, for families. They serve like the whole thing. Yeah, where you could buy like the $100 one and yeah. every, you feed like four people or whatever. Uh, for I just, 100 bucks, it better feed more than four people. I think it's like maybe six. I don't know. Uh, I ended up doing that, had myself one. It was very good. It was. I had a couple bites. Yeah, I was impressed. I had some bites of your... Uh, the chicken? Chicken thing. It, you know what it looks like? A it looks full like- <laughs> chicken on a little piece of bread. <laughs> it looks like it was stamped out with like a, a foot or something. It looks like... <laughs> yeah, it was like pounded down. Yeah, like... A, like it, it, Oh, remember when uh, space balls, when uh, Barf's foot got smashed? Yes. <laughs> Why do I remember that? Just looked at a very space balls. Very, very um uh, direct, a space balls <laughs> reference. Distinct. I reference. like that. So yeah, um, it was good. It was really good. Uh, the beer was good. Uh, the kids had the, the kids, mini sandwich, tons of tots. salad, tater tots. So many tots. Oh, and then um, everybody wanted the pretzel because you see oh, the yeah, big the giant big pretzel. pretzel. So Auntie Misty went and grabbed herself a giant pretzel. Yes, all did. the kids enjoyed that. That yep. was really good. I think our kids ate most of it. Probably. <laughs> she tends to spoil our children, so it's fine. It, it works for us. But yeah, that was that was a fun little dinner and, and, and stuff. Yeah, speaking of being inside Disney for dinner, we also got to eat inside the oh, um, the Lamplight Lounge. Yeah. I mean, is... we didn't have like a whole big to-do in there, but we ordered some apps. It was really good. Yeah, and we didn't... Okay, so we went in there because it was like a VIP thing for uh, Evelyn's Christmas party. We'll, we'll get to that. Which, and then, but we went in there and um, we, we'd been there before. It was used to call it Ariel's Grotto. It used to be Ariel's Grotto, yeah. On, on the, on the um, Paradise Pier, but now it's Pixar Pier and it's the... Lamp Light Lounge. Lounge, which is really cool because they got so all sorts cool. of like Pixar stuff in there. They got the hand, uh, the handprint on the mailbox for Up, which is really yes. neat. I took pictures of that, by the way. Did you? <laughs> yeah. oh, I love Up. And then uh, they just had all sorts of really cool stuff. But um, we ordered some pokey nachos. Oh yes, and uh, no lobster nachos, lobster nachos, and a pokey roll, and pokey th- tower, or whatever. It yeah. Was. And um, man, tasty. It was scrum diddly umptious, as they Super say good. on some movies. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, no offense to Pim's Test Kitchen, but I think because they make their food a little differently at the Lamplight Lounge, like it's more of a gourmet a vibe. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a sit down restaurant. It definitely bar. tasted like it was a gourmet place. And they serve alcohol. Oh yeah, they got a full bar in there. Full bar. Yeah, full bar. That is amazing. Oh yeah, too much fun. 
We had a lot of fun. We did. We had so much fun. We had drink tickets, so we had a lot of fun. We did. It we was did. a really good time, but the food, um, I would say Lamplight Lounge, we're going to have to go back there and make an appointment for dinner. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we'll have to do like a reservation for sure. Yeah. And it is worth going inside of there, but overall, yummy, yummy time at Disney. Yeah, didn't you guys get ice cream and stuff too? I didn't get ice cream, but I, the kids might have. I don't remember. They were gone for a while. <laughs> yeah, but that was we fun. were running. We were running like little kids throughout there. I know we split up for a little bit. All right, it was get, fun. Want to get to right now? Right now? I do. Right now, right now, right now, right now. Okay, so I will start with my right now, right now. It is the end of the year. It is. It is cray cray out in these streets. COVID. Um, COVID out in these streets. Yeah. So the the. So the thing that is that strikes me right now, right now, is uh, the fact that I am working doubles from yeah. now until the end of eternity. Well, at least until the end of twenty twenty one. Eternity. <laughs> the world's going to end at midnight. Yes. Or maybe if we make it so Thanos I mean, snaps his fingers we, at midnight rather than you, Tony Stark. We're not doing that again. <laughs> I know. Not doing that. Again. No, we're doing Star Wars this year. Oh Lord, you don't even know what we're talking about. Okay, okay go. Keep okay. Going. Don't make references nobody knows about. Um, yeah, so I this is my crazy time for me. I usually work fill-in on coast, um, and I also work a 99-1, and so it's just busy, busy time. Like, usually it used to be my biggest downtime. I'd have two weeks off and all of this, and now that I fill in over there, I it, it amps it up, which is which I love. I won't lie. I like staying busy, and I really love working during the Christmas time. At Coast, because it's all Christmas music. Yeah, you are a Christmas music I, uh, ham or... I'm a Christmas music buff. Lover, buff, 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 buff. buff. No, that doesn't feel right. Buff. Music, Christmas, Christmas music Connoisseur. Lover. Connoisseur, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. I just love it. I really do love it. And so that's a lot of fun. So that's kicked off officially now. That's fun. Um, And the other thing that's right now, right now, that's top of mind for me right now is the hurricane that blew through our house today. <laughs> So, uh, outside of the house, well, outside it, we got this crazy storm. We never kind of get any of these types of storm and at least not in our neighborhood. We haven't, I've been looking at a tumbleweed in our backyard. How they, the hell did that get there? Well, we live in California. <laughs> I know, but uh, it blew in from the desert. Probably, probably <laughs> up from the house above us or something. Yeah, probably. We, our backyard is demolished yeah. right now. I mean, S- somebody left a fruit salad all over my pool. <laughs> oh. It is not good. I'm going to have to be out there for a while yeah. tomorrow cleaning that up. Yeah. It's so, it just, it was just a bummer, but it also is kind of exciting, you know, to have actual weather in California. We don't get yeah, to find out storms which like part this. Of the ceiling's going to be leaking oh, this time. The, that was the other thing I was thinking. I know. I looked around the house. I walked around all the places. We had that one guy fix it. We haven't had any issues so far. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our, <laughs> so, our roof has been pretty good since then. So we're going to just hopefully, you know, if it rains once a year like this, we're good. <laughs> well, it's, it's supposed to rain again on Thursday or in a couple oh, days. Oh, come so. on! Well, I mean... I just washed my car. <laughs> no, you, yeah, today. <laughs> <laughs> With the rain. What's your right now, right now? You know, I had a couple lined up, but I think mostly it's just, you know, got some stuff working in the irons. That didn't make any sense, did Got he? stuff working in the irons. I have Do some explain. irons in the fire, there we you go. know, that, 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 have been, that have been on my plate for a little while, and I've been working on it, and I'm mm-hmm. actually really, really getting excited about them. None of them's necessarily guaranteed, but I, I But you're excited about I your am. work. I am. I'm super excited about everything that Mrs. Funner's doing right now. Nice. Except, except for the cat that jumped up on my couch. The cat wants to be on the podcast. Yeah, hey, Ray. Um, but yeah, I just, 
Uh, I just I don't get to talk to you much about it. I know. By the time you get home, you're like getting a kid to dance, and I'm taking going to a, a therapy lesson or helping Aiden with homework mm-hmm. or whatever, and then I'm going to pick up Cassie, and you're cooking dinner, right. or you're on a conference call. Or Ella. So we, we don't get to talk about this ne- very much. This are, no wonder I haven't seen you in a month. I know, right? It's been since the last podcast. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right. right before Thanksgiving, um, <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm excited. I, I have had some correspondence back and forth, and nice. it, everything everything I love. Nice. I'm just happy about it. I'm excited about it because I've been working so hard. That's yeah, it. no, you have. You really have. I've. I mean, doesn't go unnoticed in this house, at least. I know. I know. I just. I don't want to feel too. Con- I don't want to sound too conceited. No, you don't. No, it's. You, it's good to be proud of your work and to know that your hard work is. You know, starting to pay off with what you've been doing. It is hard to be an an entrepreneur. It's hard to start something, mm-hmm. have a startup, launch it, I and have... hope to get a paycheck from it one day. You know what I mean? Like that's basically it. Yeah. Yeah, and I have three podcasts launching at the first of the year, at least. Nice. So some producing, nice. some on. Nice. So yeah, I'm excited. So I do all. know more about that, but you I won't. Do. I'm going to pretend I don't. Oh my God, what? Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Oh my God. No, but that, that I'm excited about. So Okay. Yeah. Good stuff, babe. So beside all that, we should probably just catch everyone up on what the hell we've been doing. Um, Sure. Where should we start? Well, uh, well, we were talking about Disney a little bit. I guess we could start there. Yeah, let's start at Disney. I mean, it's their last few weeks have been busy. Everyone got sick. Everyone got well. Everyone got sick again. That that's a thing. Um, <laughs> just colds. Not COVID. No, nah, not the COVID. Runny nose though, man. It's like a legit won't yeah. stop. Yeah. And then we went to Disney. Yes. Uh, everyone was healthy for the record at Disney. Uh, we went last Wednesday. Got a really lucky opportunity because they work with Coast. Yeah. Um, I'm getting to be like you know actually go and invite be invited as a DJ. And um, got to bring a bunch of family members. Yes, and it, it was really crazy because we had a number of tickets. Mm-hmm. And uh, my sister, you know, Tornado in Law, she always comes down and, and goes to Disneyland. And she lives in Washington, if you don't remember. Correct. And she far, always, far away. At least twice a year she's down here. Mm-hmm. So I, I, we had the number of tickets, and I'm like, what if we just call her and like, mess Excuse around Excuse me, her? but I'm the one that suggested okay, go it. Go ahead. You suggested I it. I said, do you think Misty would want to go and bring the girls? And I said it's worth a shot. And he no, he jumped on his phone. I think we should try right now. <laughs> what you did were I do so though? Excited. It's, you, I, love, you love your sister so much. And I'm like, if you choose to accept this mission, <laughs> you have 48 hours to respond. <laughs> no, but we did it. We did call her, and uh, oddly enough, she made it happen. And the entire family came down, all five of them, and went to uh, California Adventure with us. And uh, we got on web slingers, and we ate at Pims. And I mean, they, the girls, uh, my nieces, they were. Over, over the moon. Oh, my God. Everyone had so much fun because, yeah. you know, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity when you get to go to a private party at Disney, right? Yeah. That, I mean, you don't get to do that opportunity. You don't get that opportunity. No. And, um, you know, they they really – it's small. I mean, Disney is so huge, and when they lower the amount of people that are in there, it's like you feel like you really do have it all to yourself. It makes a giant Even difference. Even with thousands in there, you still feel like it's all to yourself. And yeah, that's what, that's what kind of happened for us. So it was the first experience for them to have that because they, every time they come, there's millions of people at Disney. Um, you and I've gotten to do it before once or twice. Yeah. We've gotten to do that party a couple times, but you know, we've never gotten to bring all our, our family. No, it's just been like you, it, you and, and I on somebody's list or yeah. somebody invited us. Yeah. Right. And, and, right. We, and, and I, I did the, I did the, uh, I mean, when I first moved to California, I did the whole cast member night. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've done that where it's like, it's super dead. Yeah. But it's the same thing. It's, I mean, you, you feel it, like you 
own the Disneyland. Yeah. It's crazy. The kids. Okay, so when we were in the Lamplight Lounge, where we were talking about earlier, the, we finally cut back up at the kids, and they're like, we went on the Incredicoaster three times in a row. We just walked right on. It was amazing. I mean, how often are you ever going to be able to say that again? And that was from Aiden, who didn't like it until last week. Exactly. <laughs> he is kind of a little scaredy cat. Not anymore. No, he really, really did enjoy that. And I think all of the... Uh, all the nieces and everything, they, I mean, even my sister and, and Beaver, they wouldn't stop talking about how fun it was. Yeah. I know. It was, really, yeah. it was a really, really good time. Beaver is uh, the brother-in-law, yeah. by the way. That's, I think they know that, don't they? I don't, just in case, there's probably somebody just starting. Oh, yeah. Beaver <laughs> is the nickname for my brother-in-law named Keith. There we go. And they name, they call We him, don't randomly bring a beaver along with us. No, we don't. And, <laughs> The reason he got the nickname is because this school up in Oregon that has the mascot for beavers. Don't be dirty-minded, you people. Yeah, come on, guys. But yeah, um, <laughs> they were all excited, and then they went out and did SeaWorld the next couple days later, I think. Yeah, right? That Friday, and then they bounced. They had a they had a four or five-day trip, two or three days full of everything, and two days of travel. They just turned it around. They came, they're like, look, if we're going to do California, we're going to do it the way we always do it, and we're going to go hard. <laughs> and, and it was part of a Christmas present to the girls, which was, yeah. was kind of cool, too, because... Not from us, from her, from, from her them, parents. Yeah. yeah, we're like, okay, it was. I mean, it was literally go impromptu. Yeah, it's like you're invited. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm flying in a week. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was really cool. It and was a good. It was a really great experience. One thing that I think was that I, I enjoyed was you meeting a lot of your coworkers that you'd never met before. That is literally my favorite part. Yeah, of the, it was my favorite part of the night. I don't think that was my favorite part of the night as much as. I think the person texting you and saying they heard your voice. Oh yeah, that was so cool too. In the park, I think that was pretty gnarly because your your face lit up and it was really. I cute. was like, "What? Yeah, you were adorable." I just heard your voice in the park. So we recorded, we pre-recorded all of these announcements that would be playing over the loudspeaker. Like, run! There's a hurricane. Okay, not that. Earthquake! Definitely not those. Okay, that was nice. Uh, it was just you know, hey, welcome to California Adventure in the Coast 103.5. Private party. We hope you're having fun. Don't forget the cavalcade is over here. And, you know, all those kinds of little things. Yeah. I was really, really honored that they asked me to voice them as well, along with all of the full timers that are, you know, there. Mm -hmm. And um, and it, it actually played like they actually played my voice, which is so neat. Uh, your voice over the loudspeaker at Disneyland. It's magical, man. And, know. you know, it's, it's kind of a little full circle for me because I was... I worked at Radio Disney. You started there. I started at Radio yeah. Disney. And so Radio Disney for me, you know, was was the beginning of my career and everything that I wanted my career to be. I love Disney, you know. Yeah, so we, the fact yeah, that that was my, my gig, right? And then I got to I work Tomorrowland stage and do all of those things. So I've been on mics in Disneyland. You've been on red carpets in Disneyland. In Disneyland, Disneyland. yeah. Pirates Pirates, Caribbean. All those different ones. Uh, but I had never been over the loudspeaker at Disney, so that nope. was really cool. So everybody heard you there, and if you're at a table with microphones, nobody hears you. Yeah, it's so only wherever. Around, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, no, I didn't that, get to hear it. I was a little, I was a little. I know, me too. A little, little bummed, but little, not not upset. Not crazy, but no. You meeting all your coworkers was uh, cool, and I I knew some of them too, so it was kind of nice. Yeah, no, getting to have like real conversations in person with people. The thing is, is we work. You know, it's it seems like we all know each other, which we feel like we all know each other because of Zoom and the meetings that we're on together all the time, and we text each other. No, and, you're muted. You're muted. Turn yeah, your mic on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those kind of meetings, like yeah. I had today, and but also oh. the like text. I've been texting this full time staff at Coast for a, a year and a half, mm -hmm. so we become friends. Like we've all. I can't wait to see you at Disney because. We just haven't met in person yet. And a lot of them haven't really met in person. Yeah, because of COVID, yeah. a lot of there, there's been so much change. And 
Some of them don't see each other every day. Uh, uh. So it was really, really special to be able to, like, people walk up to you and go, Evelyn! Or, you know, me go, Ellen! Or, you know, oh, my God, finally, how do we not meet before? Like, how have we never, this is the first time. Yeah, we met some morning show radio guy, Toby, from uh, D.C. Mm-hmm, who he was flew like, in. He's like, I flew in because I wanted to come out here and support Ellen. And I'm like, that's dope, dude. Yeah, yeah, and his PD is my new PD at Coast. Yep. So, you know, Jill, and so, I mean, there's, like, so many fun little things. You know, I know it's, like, in the weeds, saying talking about all the little the business inner stuff. business workings of radio, but it is a magical industry. It is. It really is. And, um, and, you know, we're so blessed to be able to work in it and have the relationships we do and get to have fun, you know, for a yeah. living, essentially, and communicate with we communicate with so many millions of people, but sometimes we just don't get to communicate with each other. I know. It is true. So, it is so true. Yeah, it was really nice to just walk down, you know, Radiator Springs and be like, there's Sandy, and go give her a hug and take a picture and, you know, tell her how much you, you love her and yeah. for all the support through the year that you've Wait, hold on. gotten through. Radiator through. Springs, you love her. You, you love her. 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 I do. I love uh, those. I love all of the staff there. I was only. I was sad we didn't get on Radiator Springs Racers. I know the family did uh, mm-hmm. because we were at the Lamplight Lounge. That was fine. I'm okay. I'm a little sad. But after that, you guys went and did Guardians. I hung out with Aiden. Yeah, because, okay, I had never done Guardians. Yes. That's you, what's But you crazy. did Tower of Terror. I had many, many times. And I vowed to myself I'd never get back on it because I, I I do not like that feeling of like falling. I don't like that drop feeling. I love roller coasters. Yeah, I don't like the drop feeling. You know, I can't do the spinning. Oh yeah, 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 Ooh. yeah. The teacups situation, uh, or yeah. the or the gravitron or swings, oh gravitron. Any of that. <laughs> I mean, I last time I went on one of those, it was a little kitty ride, uh-huh. and I threw up on the seat. Oh shoot! And then I walked off the ride, and you left it. <laughs> oh yeah, I left. Oh. What do you want me to do? Pick it up. The karma. Uh, But yeah, yeah, you went on it. I did. More than once. Went on it twice. And and loved it. I don't know why. That that night was magical. It was because I had been on that ride. I had done the Guardians of the Galaxy once, and I got off it, and I said, okay. Yeah, no more. I'm old enough. Yeah. I'm done with that ride. I'm done with that ride. I I could see you saying that. And I was with Aiden and Cassie that time. Cassie's been on it again, but Aiden hasn't been on it since. And he's like, no way. Yeah. So me and him hung out off to the side, mainly because of him. I would have been on it if it wasn't for him. Yeah. But um, I got on it. I got on it. I remember being really, like, done. Like, like, just like we started falling, it stopped and started falling again or something. Like yes. Something where I was like, oh, God, no, that didn't feel right. That doesn't, that's my, my back. <laughs> my my neck. back, my neck and my back are broke. Uh, I'm an old person now. No, I mean, you really do. We we feel things differently Aiden now, for and sure. Cassie were off the, off the chairs. They fly. Yeah, I know. If they didn't have seatbelts, they'd be basically, like, it'd be zero gravity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we, so we got on it. Um, I got on it with just the girls. Uh-huh. And then we went back to go get on it because um, Cassie wanted to get on it. And then the my nieces wanted me to ride with them. So then we were, oh, let's go do it again. See, there was no when, lines. It took them like 10 minutes. When are we going to have this opportunity? Yeah. Like that is what you have to look at it like, right? Mm-hmm. When are we going to get a chance to just walk on all these rides over and over again? Yeah. Let's do it. And, 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 and everything's just, everything feels just a little different. Yeah. Because all the employees are like, well, this isn't as busy as it is. So yeah, yeah go have fun. Go, go. Just don't mess with anything. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. It's no, just don't, funny. no, I'll take your picture. That's fine. No, no, there's no fast pass. Go fool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. And I really, really, really do thank you for allowing us to have this opportunity. Oh, you don't have to thank me. You're, you guys are my road dogs. 
You know, who, who, who else you. am I going to invite? Could you imagine if I had the tickets and I'm like, so who should I bring? You're and like, I look at you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I get nine of my fifth. You're like me, Tracy, Anita, Jen. Oh, my best Diane. buddies. <laughs> Christine, Pam, Piper's flying in. <laughs> and you guys are like, really? Thanks, Mom. <laughs> She'd be, you'd look at me and be like, what? I, you can't leave the kids alone. Yeah, you got to stay home with college. them. Obviously. <laughs> Julie no. would probably be on the list. <laughs> yeah, she probably would be. Sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. Um, no, but yes, shout out to Coast 103.5. They threw an amazing event. And considering it could not go on last year because of covid Coming yeah. back strong, so many people out there supporting that radio station. That radio station is something special. I do have to say that. So, yes. I mean, if you could beautiful. change, you can change a month and a half of your programming as a radio station to just a certain type of genre of music and then that get, it's nothing close mm-hmm. to what you play all year long. That's gnarly. And, and be, get all the ratings. And be able to take every listener yeah, like, <laughs> along like, with like literally everyone in LA listens to that station <laughs> right now say, which is smart <laughs> but I don't think you can get away with that if you had like <laughs> like Halloween music for a month and a half or you throw on some Easter music or something I'm trying to think of a holiday that has I more mean, music I mean Halloween I would say it would be like the but not even close second no. but would be the other holiday that has music yeah, tied to it right there's no real Thanksgiving song no there's <laughs> Like, this Maybe. turkey is good, and I am hungry for food. No, God, please never make that song. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Don't let that happen. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're here. Okay, well, look, no commitments. Maybe we'll do a show next week. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make her. She, he will I make say me. that every time, too. He will make me do it. We will do a show. Uh, we do not mean for this to be a monthly show. It just, this is, this is our fun show. Like, this is the show that we only get to do when we have the time to do it. So, yeah, and we, we appreciate have, you listening. We do have, uh, however, this weekend, a really cool uh, thing that we get to go do. So, we're going to have to get back on the microphone early next oh, week. Oh, you're going to the movie? Going to the Rams game. Oh, I thought you were talking about going to Spider Man. Spider Man too. <laughs> sorry, Spider Man three also. <laughs> I'm sorry, you were excited about the football game, and I, I was, was excited about Spider Man. I was excited. What's wrong about with me? Me? <laughs> yes, you've infiltrated every avenue of my life. <laughs> That's a polite way to put it. <laughs> we will catch you next week. Thank you so much. Of course, uh, you can go to thisisfunner.com, see all the other fun podcasts that we've got on the network. We thank you for listening all the time. I'm Evelyn Arrives at Evelyn E R I V E S, and he is Chris underscore Don O Van on all platforms. And message us. Let us know what you want us to chat about. Tell us what you think, and we are going to wrap this up. Yep, and if you want to hit us up on socials and ask a question, you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll answer it. Maybe. All right, until next time. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> of course we'll answer it. <laughs> maybe we'll answer it. Depends on what it is. It's not going to be your process. Oh, okay, never mind. I will not answer that. Okay, there you go. <laughs> we'll catch you later. Conversate with us. Conversate with us. Thank you for listening to Conversate with us. It takes a lot of ingredients to fix or build a car, like cooking, but without the frozen dinner, easy way out eBay Motors has 122 million parts. It's always the right fitment, so you can follow any recipe to a T. Whether it's a vintage Italian coupe that's classic like grandma's meatballs or a German luxury car that's as complicated as Oma's Rouladen, to cook up something great in the garage, use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.
Download our app in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Give joy, give sport this season with Adidas for everyone on your list. Whether you're shopping for runners, sneakerheads, or treating yourself, Adidas stores have all your holiday shopping covered. Bundle up with loungewear for the whole family. Boost some energy into the season with Ultra Boost and NMD footwear. Or get into the spirit with matching tracksuits. Visit your local Adidas store or adidas.com to wrap your holiday season in three stripes. At Georgia Power, we're investing in infrastructure to ensure a more resilient power grid, creating a balanced mix of hydro, solar, and nuclear energy, all while installing high-speed EV charging stations across the state and keeping your bill well below the national average. Because we know that the carbon-free energy Georgia needs to prosper tomorrow will come from the tireless energy we put in our communities today. Georgia Power. Powering tomorrow. Today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Thinking Crypto channel, your home for crypto news. What a big day for the crypto market. Coin market cap got hacked, it appears. And a lot of us became billionaires and trillionaires in a matter of minutes. I want to share some details there. We also have huge investment news. NYDIG, that name I kept telling you guys to pay attention to, they just raised $1 billion, guys. And that money is going to be used to build out the Bitcoin crypto ecosystem. This is huge. I'm going to break down the details for you and what many institutional investors are saying. We're also going to talk about Robinhood and a big crypto technology merger that is coming up very soon, which I think is very bullish. In addition, Elon Musk tweets out that uh, Tesla is going to accept Doge for different types of merch. This is interesting. Could uh, Bitcoin be next? Could other cryptocurrencies be next? You know, we'll talk a bit about that. I'll share his tweet. And the XRP or the SEC Ripple lawsuit about over XRP is going to get some big exposure on a major podcast. Uh, Attorney John Deaton is going to be on that podcast. So I want to share the details with you guys. Before we get to it, please go ahead and hit the thumbs up button, leave a comment below, and hit the subscribe button if you're new here. It helps support the channel and it doesn't cost you anything. Guys, this video is brought to you by Algorand, which is building the future of finance. Algorand is one of the leading blockchain projects in the crypto industry. They're combining decentralized technology with traditional financial models to build that future of finance. And they're getting adoption across the board from the city of Miami, using them to track uh, air quality from borderless capital, building their $500 million fund to build out the ecosystem for Algorand. Both Anthony Scaramucci and Michael Arrington have invested hundreds of millions of dollars. And central banks are looking to build their CBDCs on uh, Algorand. They are also working on scaling to 10,000 transactions per second. So I'm very bullish on Algorand. Uh, that is why I selected them to be the official sponsor of the Thinking Crypto channel. Um, obviously, I had other sponsors who were interested, but I said, you know what? I'm going to go with Algorand. I hold the token. I earn rewards holding the token. So I'm very bullish on this uh, blockchain project. I believe it will be one of the winners coming out of the crypto market. So if you would like to learn more about Algorand, please visit algorand.com. 
All right, coin market cap was a bit drunk today. <laughs> the prices were off the charts, literally. Uh, let me show you this screenshot. Look at this. I never even heard of this uh, crypto, BCX, but it gained the number one spot. Bitcoin had a price of uh, $799 billion, <laughs> Ethereum $42 billion, and so on and so forth. XRP had a price of $21 million. <laughs> and I was a multi-trillionaire, guys, <laughs> when you add it all up. And I'm sure many of you became billionaires and trillionaires as well. Well, apparently CoinMarketCap got, got hacked, and uh, that's what happened. Or maybe they had some sort of glitch, but they haven't released any information yet. But it was fun while it lasted. And if you look at some of my tweets, you know, just my portfolio here on one exchange, you see here it's over $359 billion. Uh, you know, I, I, I just imagined I bought an island and, and like 10 Lamborghinis and so forth. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I, that's, that's not what I want to do with my money when I uh, make the, the, the supposed or, or, you know, potentially millions off my crypto holdings. All right. Um, Bitcoin's price, not, nothing much happening. We're still in a holding, moving sideways pattern. Let's see how this week goes. So I don't want to spend too much time on the weekly chart here, but just letting you guys know, we just got to be patient. Now, I did want to share this macro level chart from TechDev, who's a great uh, analyst. And he said the following, calling bear markets with extreme negative market sentiment after Bitcoin rejects near the 1.618 and bounces near the 1.472 is not new. So you're talking about the Fibonacci here. Um, usually in this respective pullback at, at the one, uh, the rejection near the 1.618, people get bearish. Oh my God, we're going to a bear market. It's over. No more bull run, yada, yada. Um, he's saying, no, look, historically, same thing happened. Huge correction. We had red candles. People turned bearish. As I've been saying, I don't think we've hit the blow off top yet. I believe this thing is extending into next year. And we will see a blow off top and then go into a bear market. I'm not denying that's going to happen. I just don't think we've hit that yet. I don't think true mania phase is here yet. And I've listed many reasons. Uh, for example, where is the alt season uh, that usually follows Bitcoin's demise after a blow off top, right? It hasn't happened. So uh, there's multiple factors, but just sharing some quick thoughts here. So I'm personally hodling um, and uh, buying the dips where I can, not financial or investment advice, do your own research. I'm just letting you know what I'm doing. All right, here's the big news, guys. And this is very bullish. So NYDIG, which has huge Wall Street connection, the, the connections, this is a big time institutional players, has connections to Ben Losky. Many of you who know about him and the bit license in New York. And uh, he was with Ripple at one point. Uh, this is the top tier of your Wall Street players. And look at what they tweeted. This year has brought tremendous growth for us, and we're grateful for the continued support of our investors and partners. Our latest growth equity funding round will help advance our efforts in bridging the gap between traditional finance and Bitcoin, and they have raised $1 billion. Talk about a funding round. $1 billion, guys to build out Bitcoin and crypto ecosystem. Think about that. Uh, this is very bullish. And th this is uh, you know, what they posted on their website. So NYDIG announces $1 billion funding round. The raise led by West Capital, 
will accelerate growth and further NYDIG's mission of Bitcoin for all. Let me read some of the names who participated in this. So once again, led by Westcap, with participation from prior leads, Bessemer Venture Partners and FinTech Collective, as well as strategic partners and existing investors, Affirm, FIS, FinServe, Mass Mutual, Morgan Stanley, and New York Life. See who's backing this thing, guys. This is why I've been saying for a long time, pay attention because we, when you see the moves these people are making, they're not making small moves. These, these are the whales. These are the heavy hitters. And they're setting up shop, putting their stake in the ground. And it's a big freaking stake, right? And they're bringing lots of capital to build out the, uh, this crypto market. And people who are still on the fence about crypto, when you see things like this, this should make you bullish. Um, this is this is not a joke. This is not a fad. This is not some small time, a couple hundred thousand, couple hundred million dollar uh, movements. This, these are big time players. So the capital will be used to further develop NYDIG's institutional grade Bitcoin platform using recent upgrades to the Bitcoin protocol with capabilities such as Bitcoin and Lightning payments, asset tokenization, and smart contracts. That's interesting. Looks like they're going to be using some smart contract technology for Bitcoin. I wonder what it is. I would certainly want to see that. So the prospects for both NYDIG and Bitcoin have never been more exciting, said Robert Gutman, co-founder and CEO of NYDIG. I'm going to try to get an interview with him. A roster of partnerships and strategic investors lays the foundation for NYDIG to become the leading provider of Bitcoin solutions for businesses in any industry. And this new equity capital will further accelerate progress uh, towards making this exciting network as accessible and useful to all. Now, some context. This news we reported on earlier this year. $6 billion NCR opens Bitcoin purchases to 650 banks and credit unions. Well, NCR powers a lot of the point of sale and, and uh, you know, the, the, the sales system that when you go to CVS or you go to a restaurant or a store, many times you'll see that little green sticker or, or badge that says NCR. They're powering this globally, guys. This is a big, big company. Well, the news was they would be doing this with uh, NIDIC. So let me re read the full context here. 650 U.S. banks will be able to offer Bitcoin purchases to an estimated 24 million total customers as part of the deal between enterprise payments giant NCR and digital asset management firm NIDIG, community banks, including North Carolina-based First Citizens Bank and credit unions, including Bay Federal Credit Union in California, will be able to offer their clients cryptocurrency trading through mobile applications built by the payments provider. See NIDIG's place in this, guys? This is massive. Uh, I, I don't think people realize how big this is. And, and this news is from earlier this year. And I interviewed Tim Vanderham of NCR. He's the uh, CTO there. And we talked about this, guys. So if you haven't seen that interview, I'll put a link in the description. Big things are happening here. Uh, some people who are not familiar with these names are missing how big this is. NCR and NYDIG. And just look at the found funding round NYDIG just got. And look who's part of it, Morgan Stanley, Mass Mutual, and so forth. Big time players are part of this. And I'm, like I said, keep an eye on this brand or this company 
um, because there's a lot of Wall Street capital and funding uh, behind it. Um, look at this. Anthony Scaramucci, who I've interviewed on the channel as well, he says, congratulations to our partners at NIDIG. So it looks like Scaramucci's Skybridge Capital may be invested or somehow working together. Uh, I have a second interview with Anthony uh, lined up for January. Uh, we're going to talk about Algorand and all this news. So big time connections, guys. Um, Michael Saylor weighed in on this. He said NIDIC has raised $1 billion to accelerate growth and enhance its institutional-grade Bitcoin platform to support lightning payments, asset tokenization, and smart contracts. Um, so I think a lot of big-time players are recognizing this, and a lot of big-time players are investing in NIDIC. Uh, all right, let's move ahead. Uh, we see along the lines of what MicroStrategy has been doing of putting Bitcoin in their balance sheet. Well, Life insurance company Lemonade just bought $1 million in Bitcoin for its balance sheet. Remember what I was saying, guys, just even yesterday's video, that it wouldn't surprise me if Tim Cook and Apple changed their minds because of what's happening with the inflation. You know, Tim Cook said, I own Bitcoin and Ethereum, but no plans for Apple. I wouldn't be surprised if they changed their minds literally as they heard the inflation news of inflation as high as it was uh, you know, since 40 years ago. Uh, so the cash they're sitting on is getting debased. And uh, I know they don't want to do that, right? Obviously, they don't want to lose their purchasing power. So they'll want to put not all of it, but some of it into uh, assets that appreciate over time. And like you and I should, right? Because we need to protect our wealth, um, our money, because you just leave it in the bank, you're not earning any type of interest. And it's just losing purchasing power as the years progress. So we're seeing more and more companies are putting Bitcoin in their balance sheet, which is very bullish, my friends. Uh, let's talk about Elon Musk. Well, he tweeted the following today. Tesla will make some merch viable with Doge and see how it goes. Uh, Elon's a funny guy, man. Uh, I'm still trying to get an interview with him. So a couple of things. Uh, they still hold Bitcoin on their balance sheet, right? And so does SpaceX. Um, they were accepting payments via Bitcoin earlier this year. And Elon said, well, we're going to stop that because of the uh, renewable energy, um, ESG concerns and all that junk. Um, and now he's saying, hey, we're going to use Doge to accept uh, payment for merch. And, and in fact, the price of Doge saw a spike as a result. So that's the Elon effect. Um, obviously, I don't make investment decisions based on Elon, but... Nevertheless, he has that power as the richest man in the world. And obviously, he was listed as Time Magazine's uh, most influential and you know, all that stuff. But you know, let's see if he decides to open it up back for Bitcoin and possibly other cryptocurrencies. I think that, that, that is certainly down the road because he did say if Bitcoin's mining hit 50% and above renewable energy, he would start accepting Bitcoin again for payments of, for Tesla, at least. So we shall see. Now, look at this news, guys. This is bullish. Cove Markets to join Robinhood Crypto in the latest acquisition. Now, I don't personally use Robinhood for crypto purchase because it doesn't allow you to withdraw. I think that they are working on the feature. But I use you know specific exchanges with low fees, and then I move it off into a hardware wallet. Do I have some crypto on exchanges for swing trades and, you know, if I need to do anything? Yes, but the majority of my crypto is sitting on hardware wallets. So here's a quote. We started Cove Markets three years ago to help crypto investors get the most out of their trading experience, said Scott 
uh, Nudson, if I'm saying that right, CEO and co-founder of Cove Markets. So what you may say, why is this bullish? Well, guys, look at what's happening. Uh, NIDIG is getting a billion dollar investment. Uh, Robinhood is acquiring Cove Markets. Everybody's setting up shop. They're building massive infrastructure for crypto because they know it's here to stay. They know the upside is massive and the adoption is, is still early. We haven't hit mass adoption yet. We're still in that early in that uh, uh, S-curve of adoption, guys. Um, and I, I see just the, from a business standpoint, all the building, all the partnerships, all the acquisitions, all the investments, it's amazing what's happening. So uh, Cove Markets, an API platform that enables users to trade across multiple centralized exchanges and manage aggregate financial data will become part of Robinhood Crypto as announced by the discount brokerage late uh, Tuesday. Traders and investors can connect up to seven exchanges, including Coinbase Pro, Kraken, Bitfinex, et cetera, using Cove Markets to trade over 50 major currencies and altcoins. Very bullish news. Um, these are the things, the on and off ramps that are being built that will lead to more adoption of crypto and higher prices. Uh, moving ahead, guys. So John Deaton, who um, obviously is representing XRP holders in this Ripple lawsuit or the SEC Ripple lawsuit, he's going to be on Patrick Bet David's um, podcast. I believe it's called Valuetainment, if I'm not mistaken. And I do watch that, uh, his podcast and listen to some of his shows. But more exposure, guys. He's going to be on this. Um, let's see. I think it's airing. Um, Tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow at 9 a.m. live. So be sure to check it out. The great thing about this is giving the lawsuit more visibility, exposing what the SEC did, hurting XRP holders, as well as the entire crypto market, blocking Coinbase lending, uh, going after Terra Luna, right? And we see the Terra Luna founders suing the SEC. <laughs> um, so be sure to watch this and support it. Uh, John needs our support. And remember, we're all together. It's us against the SEC. Just remember that. Even if you don't hold XRP, it's the crypto market against the SEC. And I guarantee you, Gary Gensler and his cronies, they don't like this. They don't like that they're getting exposed and people are being critical of him, highlighting the, the lawsuit. The more eyeballs on this, the more pressure it will put on politicians and regulars to move and act accordingly. And it's just going to make the SEC look very bad. It's going to put pressure on Gensler to uh, either back off or, or that Congress steps in and does the right thing here. But this is good. We want more exposure. And speaking of um, uh, interviews, guys, earlier today, I uploaded my interview with Jason Foster of uh, Empower Oversight. He's the founder. And they are suing the SEC for not re releasing documents related to uh, FOIA requests regarding the conflicts of interest with Jay Clayton and William Hinman. If you have not seen that interview, please check it out. Link will be in the description. Also, uh, Empower Oversight as a whistleblower and research organization, they're nonprofit. They need donations to operate. So if you can contribute, not saying you have to, but if you can, definitely do, uh, even if it's 10 bucks or something, right? Every little bit helps because uh, it helps fund the, uh, the you know their activities, their research, their legal fees, and so forth from suing like the SEC uh, to make sure we have transparency and accountability in our government, right? Uh, so if you believe in transparency and accountability and, and where your tax dollars are going, and these people are supposed to represent us, 
we need to make sure these type of organizations are well-funded and they can do what they need to do uh, to make sure things are running according to how they should and, and that the government's doing right by us. So be sure to check it out, guys. Um, they are trying to get as much details as possible on this conflicts of, of interest uh, situation with Jay Clayton and William Hinman. And, and check this out. Patrick Beth David, he actually tweeted out, what do you think will happen to the Ripple case with the SEC hashtag XRP? So uh, I, I think, you know, tomorrow we'll, we'll have a great conversation or, well, John will have a great conversation with Patrick and I'm looking forward to that. So show your support, hit the thumbs up button when you watch it, that video comment, share it out. Uh, once again, we want to get as much visibility um, around this case because we want Genser to be exposed. We want William Hinman to be exposed and Jay Clayton. Now, if they were doing the right thing, if they were honest, if they were being transparent, we wouldn't have to do this, but we know they're not. And I've said it many times, Genser is a puppet. Uh, he's the banking cartel's puppet, uh, and, and he's not looking to protect retail investors. That, that, that's a, that's a, a facade. You know, he, Secretly, he's protecting the incumbents. Crypto is disrupting them, and he's trying to protect them, which is sad. Um, he's, he, he doesn't, he doesn't care if he kills innovation here. He doesn't care if XRP holders or crypto holders get hurt. He doesn't care because he's not trying to protect you. Um, I'm not saying that, you know, that's not hyperbole because the actions speak louder than the words we're seeing. He could, he could have thrown out this lawsuit against the SEC, uh, against Ripple, excuse me. Um, even former SEC officials, you know, sent letters to, to Jay Clayton and these folks saying, hey, this is going to hurt uh, XRP holders. And Genser knew about all this, um, and he went along with it. So it's it's sad. It's pathetic. Uh, Jake Clayton, William Hinman, Gary Genser should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, it's just really, really uh, you know, pathetic what, what these guys are doing. Uh, but nevertheless, let's do our part. Make content, tweet, email, phone calls, all that stuff. Let's do our part. Watch this interview, support it, blast it out there so we get more people uh, to see what, what is taking place. All right, finally, David Marcus, who is, of course, leading uh, Facebook's creation of their digital currency and wallet, Novi, and, and all that uh, jazz, he tweeted the following today. He said, it's amazing to see significant tech leaders get into the crypto slash Web3 rabbit hole and come out on the other side with bored apes profile pics, dot ETH usernames and crypto lingo. What an awesome time to be alive. We are going to make it for sure. So something that was cool today, uh, Shopify CEO did exactly what he's talking about, right? Put on the the the, uh, the, the board A profile pics and the dot ETH uh, handle and so forth. We're just seeing this paradigm shift and cryptos, you know, a lot of people are coming into the crypto industry a lot, lot of them are leaving traditional financial markets and jobs and coming into crypto. It's ama an amazing time. So aside from investing, you know, uh, I hope you guys also look at opportunities for a career. Uh, you know, bring your skill sets into crypto, and now will be a great time to enter because we're still early. Where maybe you get equity in companies, maybe you get some great perks, so that as this thing matures and it, it hits, you know, peak. You're, you're benefiting financially and, and in different ways. So certainly take a look at that, guys. I went full crypto. Remember, I announced it earlier this year. I went to work for OKCoin Crypto Exchange, and um, I'm happy I made the move. I'm doing full crypto. I'm passionate about crypto. 
So uh, definitely think about it, guys. It's certainly a big opportunity. Those of you who are maybe still in college listening or whatever it is, or you're looking for a career change, definitely check out because a lot of crypto companies are hiring. They're, they're looking for talent. So it could be a great time to, once again, negotiate to get some great salary, uh, uh, equity, and so on and so forth. So it's great to see just all these people are now, you know, on board with crypto, bullish on it, bullish on it. And uh, I think the future is bright. And uh, what? let me know what you guys think about this news. Uh, once again, the big news of the day is that NYDIG $1 billion equity round uh, still blows my mind. The amount, this is not, they just they didn't get like 150 million. They got a billion dollars, <laughs> right? I'm thinking of the Austin Powers, uh, Dr. Evil, $1 billion, right? Uh, exciting times, guys. Leave your thoughts and comments below. Hit the thumbs up button, share this video, and I'll talk to you all later. At Capella University, you're in control of your education. With the game-changing FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines and move at your own pace. The faster you move, the more you save. Visit capella.edu to learn more. You keep a busy schedule. 7 a.m. workouts, kids to school by 8, and the big presentation at 9. All that going calls for a full tank to help keep you going. That means it's time to stop at a Chevron. There's Chevron with Techron for unbeatable mileage, plus snacks and drinks to go. Fuel for your car, fuel for you. Then it's off to pick up Rufus from Doggy Day Care at 6, swing by the dry cleaners by 7, help the kids with homework, and more. Chevron, together ahead. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review. You're listening to episode 19 of Storycast 21. I'm Jane Secker. In 2005, I travelled to California to cover one of this century's most infamous entertainment court cases, when Michael Jackson went on trial for child abuse charges. This is not simply a story about Michael Jackson. This is the story of what it took for a global news organisation like Sky News to report the trial to an international audience of millions. This is Michael Jackson, The Trial of the Century. We're only five days into what could be a five-month-long trial, and already the defendant is looking like a man acquitted. It was on the 28th of February, 2005, when I was sent to Santa Maria in California to cover the Michael Jackson trial. He's not meant to publicly comment on the trial, but Michael Jackson couldn't help himself in front of the cameras. It was very good. It was very good. Michael Jackson was on trial because he was facing really serious charges, charges of child abuse against a minor. And this was a 13-year-old boy called Gavin Arviso. And kissing him on the cheek. There were a number of different parts to the trial. There was allegations of molestation, intoxicating a minor, conspiracy to extort, and also child abduction. So they were really serious charges. 
but he wasn't just the biggest pop star in the world. He was pretty much the biggest star in the world. And he was still selling millions and millions of records. But despite huge international interest, the judge wouldn't allow any cameras in the court. In fact, armed guards have been in place to ensure the media don't intrude. So, in collaboration with E! Entertainment, Sky decided that they would reconstruct key parts of the day. Subjection, speculative, lack of foundation and irrelevant. And quite frankly, nothing like this had been attempted before. This meant, among other things, hiring a Michael Jackson lookalike who was himself going to have to take centre stage in the world's biggest courtroom drama. My name is Eddie Moss. I'm originally from Hollywood, California. I basically ate, drank, slept Michael. I mean, if I wasn't doing a show, I was rehearsing for one. It was really hard to decide if this was something that I wanted to be a part of. In its first week, this trial has already brought many surprises and we've seen more detailed images of Michael Jackson's private life than anyone could have imagined. Week's biggest mover, up 13 notches from number 29 to 16 from the number one album in the USA. So to understand the magnitude of this story, we need to remind you, if you don't already know, who Michael Jackson was. Well, he was born in 1958 in Indiana, pretty poor family, and he had a very domineering and controlling father who helped groom and, and polish Michael and his brothers and sisters into singers and performers. He'd had a string of number one hits as the lead singer for the Jackson Five and the Jacksons, and as a solo singer, he'd been to the top with Ben as early as 1972. So by 2005, he was the long-established king of pop, but there was also a history of child abuse allegations which dated back to the 1990s. The 93 investigation came after another young boy, Geordie Chandler, made similar abuse allegations. Michael Jackson settled that case out of court for £10 million. Now he was facing these charges of abuse against a minor again. This was Gavin Arviso, and these charges could have seen him put in prison for 20 years if convicted. The credibility of the Arviso family was at the centre of this Because case. we weren't allowed cameras, at the end of every day, there would be a reconstruction of the key evidence using actors, but speaking the words that were spoken in court verbatim. I had already been doing Michael Jackson probably 14 years, but at this time it had all been like live shows where I was singing and dancing. When I was three years old, there was no MTV, there was nothing like that. And this guy named Casey Kasem used to do the top 10 videos of every week. And then the Bad album came out and I was in school and everybody would come up to me because I looked like him. You ain't bad, you ain't bad. I thought, you know what, I might as well, you know, take this, what people have always been saying, put my dance skills together, and actually try to do something with it. I was 16, 17 when I started trying to do Michael Jackson. I lived in Hollywood, so I would go up to his star, dress like him, and I would kind of dance. But meantime, mind you, I was also working at McDonald's. All of a sudden, this guy comes in, and he was all like, hey, are you the one who's usually down there doing Michael Jackson? 
well, I've got a show for you. Michael Jackson broke his leg. It's in Beijing, China, where you go. I'm like, well, I don't actually do Michael Jackson. He said, well, I'll give you $3,000 a week. At the time, I was making $4 an hour. So I said, now I do Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson's only made one appearance so far when he turned himself in to the Santa Barbara Sheriff last month. I had just finished this movie called Date Movie that I was in. And my business manager had told me that they were going to do the recreation of the Michael Jackson trial because there were no cameras allowed. My name is Richard Johnson. I was the producer on the Michael Jackson reconstructions. He's already surrendered his passport, posted a $3 million bond and been fingerprinted. This time, Initially, we didn't really have a sense of how the day-to-day -day was going to work until we actually got to Los Angeles. Obviously, we cast the main members of the production. The audition, my very first one happened at some... I don't even know what you call it. They were like little bungalows turned into like makeshift offices. At these bungalows, there was a line wrapped all the way around the building. The parking lot was full. I ran into at least another six, seven Michael Jackson impersonators that I knew within minutes of just arriving. Basically, I read some cards of some Michael Jackson speech that he had done. We kind of had a plan. It kind of hinged on the stenographer, the person that sits in the court and takes all the notes, basically. As she kind of wrote up her notes at the end of the day, we'd get sent a copy, and we would use that to select the bits that we wanted to use. So the transcripts would come down from Santa Maria. Um, the team would get them. They'd find the highlights, what they wanted to represent on the show. And then they would get it. And then they would put them on teleprompters. There was no script. There was no, like, practicing or running over lines. There was, here's what we're going to do. Here's it on the screen. Now act. Jackson acknowledges the crowd, then arrived arm in arm with his ever-present mother. It was a very big deal. I mean, it was dubbed the trial of the century. It was a global news story. There was huge international interest. And, of course, because we weren't allowed in court, the Michael Jackson the world was seeing was his lookalike, Edward Moss. The very first day on set was a little awkward because that was my first time meeting the extras, the people who played in the, the gallery area. And I remember the very first lunch break, people were kind of glaring at me, almost as if the things they heard I had done. I was really torn in how I was going to move forward with this because I had built my life around doing Michael Jackson and the man that I met and worked for and been around, I knew what I personally thought, but again, it was up to those people in that jury box what was gonna come back. The arrival every day was one of the big things for us as journalists because it was the only footage we would get of Michael Jackson. It was always the same routine. There'd be a security vehicle that would pull up first and then his large SUV. And then the door would be opened and he would emerge and there'd be a huge cheer from behind the railings where the fans were. 
and he used to sort of go through the security, airline security style thing, and he used to do it with a bit of a flamboyant kind of snap step. He would sort of twirl around as they as they scanned him down with the handheld scanner, and he was quite sprightly. But as the trial went on, his demeanour changed, and he was clearly clearly being worn down by the charges against him in the course of the trial. In this legal marathon, another hurdle is out of the way, but the latest stage in the Michael Jackson case could hardly have been further removed from the circus that took place when Jackson first appeared in court in January. The formal indictment... How it would work is we we would watch all the news reports during the day so we would understand what the kind of the the big kind of key bits were of the day so the things to look out for this is a crucial stage in the legal battle every day you were doing like a, a mini casting in the morning get them ready get them to wardrobe and get them kind of in place for later on the producers would be biting their nails frantically because there was a couple of countries that i think it actually broadcasted live they'd run and get their highlights what they wanted And all of a sudden, the whole tone of everybody changed. Like, friends who were friends weren't friends anymore. People would be, like, in their zone trying to get ready for the thing. So we knew there was a couple people you didn't talk to because if you said something to them, they'd be agitated because they'd want to be, you know, getting it right. The first time you might be reading something is when it'd be on the teleprompter. Did you ever have a conversation with Mark Schaffle about Janet Arvizo? Objection. Foundation. Argumentative. Overruled. But the day that really got me off guard was the day that he didn't show up to court and he was running late. And then all of a sudden he shows up in pajamas. His legal team had said he was unwell and he wasn't going to turn up. And the judge basically said, he is coming. Bring him here. I didn't own any pajamas, let alone pajamas for a grown man with trains on them. Here's what the jurors heard according. And I found these little train appliques, and I they were iron-on, so I ironed them on to these blue pajamas and threw on a blazer. And I, I was almost late that day with hair and makeup because trying to put those pajama pants together. I think some people might think, oh, it's it's actually a bit salacious doing something like this. But actually, because we weren't allowed cameras, there was a clear public interest to correctly and at length and contemporaneously explain what was happening inside the court. I mean, his nose in particular looked really strange. Someone said to me they thought that maybe there was the end of his nose was actually missing and it looked like it had been sort of rebuilt every day with some kind of plasticky sort of substance like plasticine or something and it would be literally a different shape every day but you know this was further on in the trial and he was very very frail and he physically had to be helped into the courtroom and of course there was a global audience watching you know hundreds of millions from his undignified arrest to his daily body search this trial has proved to be michael jackson's toughest ever appearance on the world stage I had never given up working at Michael Jackson's Star on Hollywood Boulevard. There was no middle ground. Either people loved him and stood by him, or they fully believed that he had done it, and I would get called all kinds of names. Throughout it all, the master of self-mythology has maintained his innocence. I saw people from Germany or Japan fighting amongst each other because somebody would say something rude to me. Now living at a secret address in Los Angeles... I had actually seen a couple of physical altercations because people, like, somebody supporting me and somebody 
not supporting what I was doing. Seen that at least three different times out there because tourists were at odds about Michael Jackson. So two weeks pass, and then a month, and then two months, and finally, after three months of evidence, we arrive at the day of the verdict. I think nobody really knew who the jury would believe. Did he say that this woman told him she wanted money? I think he said uh, he thinks she wants money. Did you ask him? No. Obviously, I was aware of the fact that it would have an impact on Eddie's career because effectively he he made a living being Michael Jackson. You know, his life's going to change dramatically, whatever happens. I was very nervous because even if people had one knew me, I didn't know if it was something I could still do. Like walking into a show and not know how the fans were going to react or not fans if I were doing a nightclub, if somebody didn't appreciate me being there, was I going to be in danger? You know, I didn't know if it was something I still wanted to pursue even myself. We start thinking, well, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then obviously, right, the jury's coming. Count one, verdict. Everyone kind of scrambles and gets ready. We, the jury in the above entitled case, find the defendant not guilty of conspiracy as charged in count one of the indictment. Not only did I breathe because he was found not guilty and I felt that I was going to be okay, but I could actually relax for a minute. Then there's obviously the bit where the lady was releasing the doves as each count was being read out. Count two, verdict. Not guilty of a lewd act. And we spoke to people in the court and, and some of them could sort of see what was going on. Count three, verdict, not guilty. And then we had to sort of discuss how we were going to shoot it because obviously there was no dialogue. Jackson didn't speak. Four person, number 80. Michael Jackson, as far as in the courtroom, never said one word. There was a couple of days that I heard that he was laughing and pointing and looking very cocky and confident, so I had to pull that out to when I thought it was but other than that he never he never was on the stand he never did anything I didn't ever get to say anything count six verdict we the jury in the above entitled case find the defendant not guilty of attempt it was strange to do one story for four months you do do it with court cases but you often would do other stories in between and you wouldn't necessarily be doing it every single day but we did it in an innovative way. The public wanted to know what was happening, and they were tuning into these reconstruction shows daily. But to talk about nothing but Michael Jackson for four months was a little bit extraordinary, and I was quite pleased when I came home not to have to talk about him ever again. The fact that the sort of production became a bigger thing than we ever envisaged it would be as well... I guess that's that sort of thing's a bit it's a bit out of your hands and is more it's more luck than anything else. But yeah, I'm definitely proud to have been involved in it for sure. Jackson himself remains hidden behind the walls of Neverland. He's said to be planning a party this week for family and support. after the trial. It's also reported that his arrangement. It actually heightened my career because not only again 82 countries giving you and being in GQ magazine and Time magazine and. All these things, I mean, I went from Edward Moss to Edward Moss. I mean, I was the most sought-out Michael Jackson impersonator for the next 
almost 15 years. Whether as villain or star, Jackson draws the crowds. The public gallery is always full. His lawyers have been busy pumping out doubts about the prosecution. If anybody doesn't think that the true motivation of these charges and these allegations is anything In 2009, Michael Jackson died from a cardiac arrest. He was 50. In the years since his death, further allegations of child abuse involving other minors have emerged. Michael Jackson's estate has vehemently denied these allegations. The singer was never found guilty of any charges of child abuse. Eddie Moss continues to live in California. He continued to make a living playing Michael Jackson until the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020. Michael Jackson, The Trial of the Century, was written and produced by Rob Mulhern with me, Jane Secker. For more information, go to skynews.com forward slash storycast21. Next time... What essentially this was, was a stunt by the Queen. She herself had decided to do this and she was participating in it, along with an A-list Hollywood actor, Daniel Craig, who was basically James Bond, this figure of what is known around the world as the great British character in film. episode please leave us a review on itunes be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.